When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Jacob Lauco is the best Boston Bruin of all time. The Arizona Coyotes don't need to shoot to score. One streak ends and another begins. Seth Jarvis joins the show to discuss his eyebrows, cigarettes, and exactly how much money he'll make on his next contract. Press every button you can. It is What Chaos. Hi, everybody. It's What Chaos, Young Gretzky, The Agenda, Mr. PWHL. Y'all know what the hell it is. It is Tuesday, January 23rd in the United States. Got your ass. Damn it. You're right. The doc wasn't updated. God. I hate when that shit happens. Why would you trust looking at something that we've put together versus (laughs) the person who is very clearly reading a clock? I don't know that you're reading a clock. I can't see through your computer screen. I've got a clock right on my computer. I got it all swooped up right in the upper no. right-hand corner. It tells me it's January 23rd, United States of America, 12.04 p.m. Shit. in the U.S. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. That is a terrible fucking feeling. We've all been there where you correct somebody <laughs> and you are wrong <laughs> as balls and immediately. In fairness, it does say in big letters, January 22nd at the top of our dock that we... Uh, have been known to uh, to fool around with to trip oh. the other person up. So I well, don't know. I'll, fi- what I'll the fix situation it for your sake, there. but now I have questions about your process. That that's where you are in, like the the rundown in like we like yeah. TV and stuff. They print out rundowns and everything. And when you're on a certain part, you either throw away the previous page or whatever. Mm-hmm. By the time the show starts. I am off the part where <laughs> at the very top where we say what day it is. It's fair, but this is a very stat-heavy episode. We're going to have a lot of stats thrown right. the listener's way. So I just wanted to make sure for, uh, for you know, transparency's sake that we got the first stat right, which was the date. Yeah, the dumbass agenda, as you are known. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we have Seth Jarvis on the program. We assumed that it's... And it was amazing. We talk cigarettes and swap eyebrow tips, give him a new contract. He is very fun. His uh, uh, connection, his computer, his webcam, his audio fucking sucks so hard. (laughs) It is a nightmare of uh, a a piece of content to consume from a technical standpoint. Mm -hmm. But he himself is great. He's from Winnipeg. You can't you can't uh, you can't judge a Winnipeg boy for not knowing how the internet works and not getting up to date with technology. I'm mad at myself because I didn't know in the moment how bad it sucked. It I didn't absolutely like would have made fun. I was gonna it. say I feel like you a are definitely have a higher standard than most uh, people who are gonna watch it. And I don't. They think won't I, notice. I don't think most people would notice. I mean, they'll notice now. I did see he, he's gone on other podcasts, and I'll tell you what it's. He's like carrying around that Logitech webcam for like from 2004. Well, I was going to say, as much as I am here for Canadian slander, specifically 
anything west of Ontario because who gives a shit? Well, uh, um, Winnipeg? What? What? When, did, he's a Winnipeg guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think you gotta you gotta throw shade at the state of the states of Carolina in this situation. Not interesting. Winnipeg. Yeah, I've been, I've been down in Carolina, and uh, they've got. They've got working technology. I've I posted from Carolina before. It seemed like he did it from the Canes, uh, the Canes like offices or wherever. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's their fault. I'm willing to blame the Hurricanes for anything. Well, uh, we kick off this little program by congratulating the Arizona Coyotes because they beat the Penguins five two and immediately bragged it had nothing to do with them. Uh, <laughs> they scored. A or the, the the Penguins scored an own goal while on a delayed penalty. Uh, Latang back to Malkin, who couldn't quite handle it, ends up in the back of the net. And after the game, Coyotes PR tweets out: According to NHL stats, Coyotes became the first NHL team on record to score a power play goal without recording a single power play shot in the game. They went over two on the power play, so Coyotes also going out of the way to be like: Not only did we not do shit on that power play, we didn't do anything on the other one either. Go off, Kings. Not even a shot on goal. That's uh, that's tremendous. Uh, yeah, this, every once in a while, every few years, we get a, I don't know, is it every few years? How often would you say that you get a uh, an accidental empty net goal on your own net? Every day. Every day? Yeah. I wish. Yeah, we're talking every day about the Foxies, maybe. Yeah, I know. If you're playing EASHL, maybe you're you're, you're scoring some goals that you don't want to see on, on yourself. But... Uh, I really do think the accidental empty net goal is one of the greatest joys in hockey fandom and to see it, uh, see it from the penguins and not only just from the penguins from like a couple of penguins legends who just can't connect and throw it into their own net and Chris Letang mouthing. Oh my God. As he puts his stick over his head and skates around and is just like, what just happened? And then they cut to Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby's like, are you kidding me, dude? Like the Penguins were distraught that they did that to themselves and I could not have enjoyed it more. It's 100% Latang's fault. I don't know if 100% is correct, but it's largely Latang's fault. I don't think you're... The, the move of, of throwing the puck back towards your own empty net is frowned upon, especially when you're not being pressured at all. Like, I think that maybe Malkin could have received it a bit cleaner, obviously, but I wouldn't say it's 100% Latang's fault. It is. It's 100% Latang's fault. It's like 25% Malkin's fault because Malkin, as you said, could have been a little like two hands on the stick. He was a little laissez faire, but 100% Latang's fault. You don't send Agreed. the puck. I was saying before the show, there is a back pass ap epidemic in the NHL right now where there's so many points where I'm watching a game where I'm like, not fucking worth it. Don't do it. It's happened so many times during this Oilers win streak where like the Oilers seem dead in the water. A team just to like regroup sends it back into their own zone and somebody jumps on it and they end up scoring a goal. So folks, stop. Unless you really know what you're doing and you're positive that there is a goalie back there or you're positive that somebody is going to receive that puck, stop doing it. It makes me so, so happy, too, that it happened at Mullet because there is something in, in between those walls, man. The Mullet magic, it, uh, it really does kind of, it hits you. And I'm very glad that it didn't happen to the Coyotes because people would have just been like, what a joke of a team. They can't even, they scored on their own nets, played in a college arena. Just move the team, move the team to Houston. Uh. No, it happened to the fucking Penguins and two of the best players that have ever played for that franchise. So suck on it. 
It's a good thing that like the Twitter voice note thing that they try to make catch on. Every now and then I see somebody do it and I'm like, fucking loser. I'm not clicking that. But I'm glad it didn't catch on because that we would actually hear that on hockey Twitter. Every day. <laughs> Why don't you move the two? Kevin Hayes' hands are all over this thing. Uh, we kick off this show with the Winnipeg Jets because, man, I'll tell you what. It wasn't the best wagering night for me. I was on some unders in that game, specifically uh, unders on the goals that the Jets would allow. Connor Halbuck there in a matchup of all-star goaltenders, Swayman versus Hellebuck. And the Jets gave up four goals. They had gone 35 straight games with three or fewer goals against. The last time was November 2nd against the Golden Knights. And oi, 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 the Boston Bruins, thanks to... Jacob Lauko, thanks to Charlie Coyle, who we've had a couple of Charlie Coyle conversations on here. Go off, buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, just shining out there. Mm-hmm. And then Jets, where you at? I thought you were the best. Yeah, I mean, the Jets uh, the Jets put together an incredible run, let's be honest. It's but over now, but it's... Uh, they, they, they put together an incredible over. run. Yeah. 35 straight games with three goals or less or fewer sorry fewer, you can count yeah. Uh, yeah i'm sorry i put that in the notes yeah. i got i read it oh. so. uh three goals or fewer uh the jets are an awesome team but the bruins are uh, are on a bit of a heater you could say right now what five straight wins points in nine straight and since christmas they're averaging like four 4.42 4.42 goals per game so pretty par for the course for them and not even the winnipeg jets can get in the way uh, we just mentioned the Penguins. I forget who said it. I think it was Matt Porter of the Boston Globe. He noted while all the shit was happening yesterday with the Penguins, uh, like this Penguins team is what everybody has said the Bruins will be every year. And what, dying? And, right, like <laughs> eventually it's all going to die or whatever. Uh, and the Bruins, I don't know what's going to happen with them, obviously. If I were to guess, based on history, they're going to have a disappointing end in the playoffs, but that happens for most teams, mm-hmm. but just the, they were never going to die. They were, they were never going to just die. They always, even when they lose guys, they still do have too many guys. And there's a lot of guys that Bruins fans, I think they like Jake DeBrus, whatever, Charlie Coyle, whatever. Like if a lot of teams had one of those, had like one more of those guys, they'd be taken a lot more seriously. And the fact that the Bruins still have, Good defensemen, outstanding goaltenders. Brad Marchand, who uh, we got a pizza text from Sean the other day. Whenever there's a bad turnover, Sean says, someone threw a pizza out there and like Marchand scored off one of them. He's the dude that always ends up capitalizing when somebody does something fucking wrong. And again, I'm not saying the Bruins are world beaters or going to win the Stanley Cup or anything, but they do have too many guys for us to have ever thought like it's probably not going to happen this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Bruins are like the biggest case of rising tides lift all ships or whatever because they have a lot of pretty good to good players and those players buy into a good and effective system. And that's what's made their success sustainable over the past several years. Obviously, you know, before this year, they had a lot a lot more like impressive higher tier players. But... Their the system is, I think, more of a credit to their success than anything, and getting the guys to buy in. And 
like we, we've talked about it several times, like the vibes around the Bruins are just so good all the time over the past couple of years. And obviously, you know, winning helps that, but I think it's, it's kind of one hand feeds the other. So I, I'm the Bruins seem like they're, they're only picking up steam right now, which is pretty, pretty encouraging because I haven't been super, super high on them or at least as high as like the standings have indicated for, for the first half. But like they've they've been picking up steam, they look impressive. Well, they also have a, a an intangible quality, thanks to Jacob Lauko, because uh, NHL PR it was just a great night for stats last night. Oh, we yeah. learned that the Coyotes know they suck and <laughs> fuck you for it. But NHL PR put this out, and it was go everybody in the NHL was sending this around. Jacob Lauko, who made his league, league debut with the Bruins during their record-breaking season in 2022-23, opened the scoring Monday and has earned wins in 44 of his 57 career games. You can argue that goalie wins aren't a real stat, I don't think you can argue that left-wing wins aren't a real stat, and I think a lot of people have said this about Jacob Lauko for a long time, that his winning quotient is just so high, and when he is out there, he wins. Sure, the rest of the guys and the team ends up getting it in the standings, but it's typically a Jacob Lauko thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, congratulations to Jacob Lauko for finally getting his shine. He has a win percentage. I'm glad this stat is kept. Yep. Of 772. That motherfucker who is hanging out, watching Lord of the Rings, popping grapes, just doesn't know what he has. He knows what he has. I, I think that the Bruins maybe didn't know what they had. Or maybe they were just kind of heat checking themselves because, you know, they sat Jacob Lauko a few times earlier in the year. Maybe just to see, like, hey, we keep winning with this guy. What happens if we sit him? And then they sit him, and then they lose, and they put him back in the lineup. So, I mean, the, the stats speak for themselves. He's the greatest Bruin of all time, uh, the most winningest Bruin of all time. Uh, I would say if you're putting together a Mount Rushmore of Boston sports winners, it's Brady, it's Ortiz, it's Russell, and it's Lauko. Oh, I disagree. It's uh, Danny Amendola. It's Lauko. It's who's that? It's Jackie Bradley Jr. It's Brock Holt three times and Jacob Blanco. Yeah. <laughs> We're about wins. We're not about grab ass. Oh, hit a home run. Like Brock Holt, by the way, famously first ever cycle in MLB postseason history. That's important. That's true, yeah. That Against is important. The Yankees? Against the Yankees. Against yeah. the Yankees. Yeah. He hit a home run to complete the cycle off of a position player. It was the best That's of my amazing. life. Uh, I think that also I was pouring through some NHL contracts mm -hmm. and I can't help but notice that Lauko probably has the best contract in the NHL. He makes $787,500 a year. That yeah, is... Four, and like he has term. He's signed uh, next year as years, well. Yeah. Right. So you, the Bruins are looking at back-to-back -back cups right now Hell thanks yeah. to this contract. Uh, so you've got Hart winner... Jacob Lauko, mm -hmm. GM of the year, Don Sweeney. We give him a lot of shit, but boy, oh boy, he locked up Lauko when everybody was jumping at him, trying to get, he was an RFA. Hey, why don't you send him over here? We'll give you the, we'll uh, offer sheets, everything. Sweeney said he's mine. He also gets credit because Lauko uh, scored his first goal of the season uh, earlier this week or this weekend. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a long, long time to go without getting your first goal. But he, J Don Sweeney, to his credit, didn't trade him, believed in the contract, stuck it out. Laka got his first goal. You know, he got his second goal last night. 
and uh, three-game point streak. So the boy is hot. Let him cook. He's also uh, trying to cook me on Twitter. He challenged me to a 1v1 COD fight this morning out of nowhere after I put him on my Mount Rushmore of Boston athletes. Like fishes? What? No, like a Call of Duty. Oh, you call it COD? Yeah. Welcome to welcome to the the new age, brother. Thanks, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> the, oh, the, the the cool guys roasted me with fucking Imagine Dragons lyrics. I'm sorry. Why don't I'm you just break a young me off gun a with a that, short fuse? Yeah. Why don't you break me off a piece of that believer and fucking whatever else? This is the best day of my life. Uh, 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 um, you American author. Big. Uh, Big stat day on the podcast. Even the chat's getting in on it. Uh, John says the Bruins are 10-1-3 since Jacob Lauco got stuck in an elevator. Oh, interesting. Uh, fuck, I had one more uh, Lauco thing. God damn it. What was it? Anyway, who cares? Uh, yeah, Lauco's the goat, and when he's not uh, DMing us and tweeting memes about how Lord of the Rings complicates relationships... <laughs> The man is just going off. He's going to be on the show at some point soon. We've just got a lot of things uh, going on. Uh, the Sharks, meanwhile, mm -hmm. are hot. Mm -hmm. They've won two games in a row. Who knows where that ends? It's, it's, I mean, we've seen the Sharks get hot. And I, I've watched the Sharks past couple games. They've looked, like, pretty good. I know that they played the uh, the Kings, who have been cheeks, buddy. They have been cheeks. I don't know what the hell is going on with the LA Kings, but they have been so bad. But uh, honestly, like the, the Sharks did look pretty good. 2-0 with Logan Couture. So, like, maybe you started to ask the question, are the Sharks contenders with Logan Couture in the lineup? Logan Couture, I think, by the way, famously Buffalo Bills fan. Very that is true, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I believe I kind of floated that yesterday when we spun the wheel on the Sharks. I think I said something that I think could be interpreted as, like, kind of watch out for the Sharks because at some point you never know what could happen there. Mm -hmm. Logan Couture's there now. The traded line is coming up. This is a team that I think could uh, be taking and receiving and making and also uh, sending text messages and I think what's most important, I kind of left it out yesterday. Mm -hmm. They're in the information gathering process. That's huge. That is. That's a necessary part of the process. That is a information gathering is slept on. <laughs> you have to make sure that the information is gathered and don't skip this uh, collected. Uh, isn't every part of like, isn't just like the main part of life, just information gathering? I was going to say, for so, Sean, some might yeah. say there is no process without the information gathering process. Yeah, for, I feel like the information th there is. Yeah, like there's no process. It's just the like the exist, like you existing is information gathering. I don't know if I gather information. I, I accumulate information. I don't know if I gather information. I think I think that I gather information, but I also think that I um. I, I'm like an importer exporter when it comes to information. I, I, I info import in, info and, and then info. There's only so much room in here. So I, I learn new things. I forget old things. Oh, that's not. I thought you meant by exporter that you were handing out information. Oh, you're I'm just, in no position to give information losing, to people. Losing information. Yeah. I mean, I hand out information quite a bit. And every uh, now and then with strangers, I'll get like, or it's like someone I don't know that well. I'll get like a sincere how do you know all this? And you I'm get, like, oh, wait for it to be any other topic. <laughs> I'm the stupidest motherfucker in the world. I just happen to know a lot about this one album. I think once a week we should do the Felger tweet 
we should do the clip of after they're done grab assing Baba, and then Sean puts together all the things. This week in grab ass? Because I think that if we did, I think this last conversation about information gathering fits that very well yeah. of like how could that have gotten there every we don't have a show on friday every friday we should put out a this week in grab ass say, uh clip well I, well I think it should be like this week in hockey <laughs> okay fine and it starts with felger being like after that on grab assing do they ever uh, talk about <laughs> hockey i almost in uh in pumping the seth jarvis interview i was going to note uh if memory serves after we don't get done grab assing and i don't think we actually do get around to breaking down hockey probably the way not. that he would have liked uh, we were talking about the kings and we both kind of arrived at a similar uh point you phrase it very well that the kings are sneaky the anti-oilers yeah i mean the kings started off this season super hot everybody was like Ooh, uh stanley cup contender i picked them as my preseason stanley cup pick i was very I was gathering information at how much of a genius I was, and they looked awesome. They the, the uh, they are the anti Oilers because they started out great. Oilers obviously famously did not, but in the so we have, we have a split here. We have stat splits. The pre Knobloch era, which is before uh, Knobloch was hired as coach of the Oilers, which was November twelfth, twenty twenty three. The Kings to that point were eight three and three with a 679 points percentage that's sixth best in the NHL while the Oilers were 3-9-1 269 points percentage 31st ranked team in the NHL but since then the Kings have gone 14-10-6 which that alone is a little bit misleading because the Kings recently have been absolute dog shit we'll get into the, the more recent numbers but 14-10-6 in the post knoblock era uh not post knoblock current no, 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 I'm sorry. No, like, uh, you, no, you, I, I wasn't uh, uh, objecting to that. I know what you mean. Uh, like, post-Noblock post hiring. hiring. Yeah. No, I, I was going like this as if to say, that's wishy-washy. It's, it's mid. It's it is, not bad. It is exactly mid. They are the 16th ranked team in the NHL in terms of points percentage. Uh, Oilers, meanwhile, 23-6-0. That is still staggering. Even though I know the Oilers have been great, even though I know they've uh, they're on a 13 12 12 game win streak, 13 game win streak. The Oilers? Yeah, 13. 13 game win streak. Uh even though I know they won 13 in a row, like 23 and 6 793 points percentage best team in the league since uh since Knobloch's hiring. So, they've really traded places and as of this recording today, the they are tied with 53 points apiece. Edmonton has two games in hand. Mm. I I mean I I think that Edmonton is going to end up like second or honestly might even end up finding a way to push the Golden Knights, which would be outrageous because they're still a bit of a ways behind, but I think that Edmonton's what, second in in the Pacific it's vancouver yeah i i think that like edmonton at this i mean who knows but like i think edmonton is actually going to push for like definitely one of they're going to get one of the top three spots oh yeah I, I agree with that yeah yeah division and i wouldn't be surprised if they ended up with two yeah uh we're about to get to seth jarvis we talked to him right uh after a wave of all-star voting had come out so this was like a week week and a half ago and he was very concerned uh, with not he did not want to be an all-star so we gave him some uh shit for that i'll tell you though what uh, i'm giving myself shit for what 
everything in life. I can't make a good transition to this, but I'm going to do a DraftKings read. Uh, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. We've all been there. I've done that before. It's a great time. And then you can uh, do whatever you want to do with it. Oilers blue jackets tonight. Oilers are going for their 14th win. We'll talk about that in a 14th straight win. We'll talk about that in a little bit against a team that has a very long historically winning streak themselves. Zach Hyman, even odds to score a goal tonight. I'm always interested in that, but maybe I put together a little same game parlay. We call them the oil man parlays. You know how that is. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code WHATCHAOS. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WHATCHAOS. The crown is yours. Here we go. We got a timer. Do we want to time it? All right, I'm going to time it for you. All right. One second. All right, let's go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-FUCK. Call 8778-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies in jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay, 43.91. Not bad. 43 I'm, seconds. I'm going to get that to 39 at some point. Okay, I mean, I want to try two at this point. I, it seems like a fun game. It'll Should be, I mean, I, I'd never even looked at that in my life before. So, like, the yeah. next time I do it, just because I know how some of them go. Do we really set over-unders? Like, do we have DraftKings give us odds for uh, for how long it takes to get through that? Possibly. Could be um, fun. I am a, I, like, that wasn't my best. I, I can speed read. Well. That's fair. Uh, before we get to, to Seth Jarvis, I have one more note on the, the Kings. And it is that less than one week ago, Rob Blake. Fewer than one week ago. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not. I know. <laughs> I have gathered that information. I don't want to break you. Less than one week ago, Rob Blake said that he was not going to fire uh, Todd McClellan. And that he was like not even not even really considering it. I think we have the uh, the quote. He said, no, not at all. Uh, our philosophy here for the past three, four years is on the structure and the system and the design and the buy-in of the players. And he's gotten that from the players. I'm going to rely on the players and the leadership to get us out of that. So Todd McClellan, probably not going to be fired. But man, I wonder if Rob Blake was like, at any point in the past week was like, I wish I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's saying I'm not going to fire him here right now that can always change we see coaches get like votes of confidence and that yeah. was like a lowercase v vote of confidence i would say I, I would say that was an upper uppercase like that was like we are not firing this guy we are not even considering it uh, i think that you need to be directly addressed to receive a vote of con an uppercase v vote of confidence what like mcclellan needs to be directly addressed uh, right I, th I think you need to say like uh what Todd, like our guys believe in Todd, I believe in Todd, that sort of thing. We need name said, we need specifics, and that's where 
you know that they're safe. And, I'd and say I'm, that he's like a lowercase v vote of confidence. And then like I'm I'm obviously not rooting for Todd McClone to lose his job. I, I think that he's a good coach, and I think that Rob Blake probably said all the right things there. It's it's just more like I do as soon as you say that you're not firing a coach and the slide continues, I do have like a little bit of like a sadistic brain where I'm like, keep going and see what happens. Yeah. Keep going. Make everyone look Force bad. his hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I look at the Oilers and what happened with them. Obviously we went through the Knobloch stats, like firing the coach sometimes works. I don't know, Jim. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, just keep that in mind. Keep uh, an eye on the, the Kings, see if they continue to suck and where that might lead. Here is Seth Jarvis. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Here with Hurricane Center, Seth Jarvis. Uh, someone's got a birthday coming up. A little birthday boy action. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm turning 22 now. I'm going my Taylor Swift year. Whoa, very exciting. You're uh, you're an old, late 21 turning 22. You've been in the league for too long to just be turning 22. Do you feel younger, older than you are? Uh, oh, I don't know. I feel like I get younger every year. Like I feel like my maturity level goes down, but... I've been, yeah, like you said, I've been in the league for a little bit, so it's been fun just uh, being established a little bit. We also need to congratulate you. We got the latest uh, all-star fan vote uh, numbers. You're uh, first. You're leading the group. It looks like you're going to the all-star game, buddy. Congratulations. You're lying to me because I see I seen the ones like two days ago. I wasn't even in the top 20. I'm laughing right now. It's called a push. It's called a, uh, yeah. an orchestrated push by our podcast. Yeah, we're pushing the agenda. We got it on the phone right here. It says number one. Uh, it's actually. It says they're actually going to send other guys home to make sure you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they can take my Mexico trip. At least someone can enjoy it. <laughs> Did you see the video of uh, all of your Oliver Bjorkstrand re- receiving the news that he was going? <laughs> that was awesome. I like. I like that re- reaction a lot. <laughs> Is that the reaction you'd have if you had to cancel your Mexico trip? Would you be like legitimately devastated? Well, like mine's different because like he got like selected like because he's an all-star like he has whatever good year so they picked him mine's like a fan vote so it feels a little bit different like i appreciate the fan votes but like it almost doesn't feel like i earned it in a way so it'd be probably a little different of reaction i'd be pumped to go but i'd mix mix mexico probably a little bit so it's like it's like when mac jones was uh a pro bowl player because like 400 quarterbacks passed away or for whatever whatever reason made mac jones uh, an all or a pro bowler as a rookie so like if you're like i don't know if you're like playing the oilers later in the season you see like zach hyman you're like i gotta show you respect because you're an all-star but not like a real all-star just that you're just like a fan all-star congrats on winning the popularity concert yeah. contest yeah. loser <laughs> yeah something like that i mean hyman's having a great year though so like he kind of he, he would earn it too but Hyman's the Hyman's the best, and I I saw the, whatever the updated vote was, and s- some guys get in because like Drysaddle, for example, he's like near the top of the list because like if you're having an All Star game, 
Leon Dreisaitl has to be there. But yeah. for like fan vote sort of stuff, I like the idea of like the really good player who's going fucking nuts this year, like Zach Hyman, and like get those guys in there because who knows how many times it's going to happen. But uh, Seth Jarvis confirmed not an all-star guy unless he is selected by who even does the first round. Is it coaches? Uh, I think I don't know. It's just a league selection. Not really sure who picks. There's Department like, of there's like a safety. committee with the league that does it. Committee with the league. Sounds a little fishy. Sounds like a lot of politics, if you ask me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, before we before we hopped on here, you quickly mentioned Twitter. Uh, I want to ask you, what's your experience been like with Hurricanes Twitter? Because I feel like that is the most deranged and insane Twitter fan base in all of hockey. So I'm just very curious as to what your own experience has been like on there. Yeah, I got to be kind of careful. I think. I mean, they're uh, they've been that's been good to me. I mean, I haven't really. I think last year I went through it a little bit. I had some uh, I had some tough games, and my Twitter my Twitter mentions blow up. So it's it's hot and cold. I like staying kind of neutral. I don't I don't really look at it. Or I don't try to find it. Sometimes it pops up on there, and I panic. But yeah, there's a. Uh, it's either a lot of love or a lot of hate, and either way, it's all right. You're you're young enough, I probably that Twitter has kind of always existed in your sports fandom or something like that. Like I don't know, like probably from like your early teens or whatever. Part of being a sports fan was being on Twitter. A lot of players like this is all so brand new, and like they would never have to deal with any of this stuff. By the time you reach the NHL. Was it like, oh, yeah, like Twitter is just like uh, a part of all this. So, like, of course, the team account is going to be weird as fuck. And, of course, like the fans are going to be super emotional on there. Does it like for that reason, is it actually like not too crazy? Yeah, like it, it's normal to me. I think to some of the older guys, it's still a little weird. It's still a little crazy. But, I mean, like our team account chirps me. Like they come after me sometimes, which is which is fine. It's funny. I, yeah, I, I love it. But. It's yeah, it's it's normal. It's nothing I I haven't experienced or, or wasn't expecting. The the NASCAR bobblehead thing. Are you you're a NASCAR guy or like you just like good bobbleheads yourself? Because that bobblehead is fucking choice. Yeah, you think? I I'm not a fan. Like they couldn't even give me a full set of teeth. Like all I ask for is just to fill in the one tooth for me. Just give me a fresh grill. But no, I, I'm they, sick. I'm so tired of the motherfucking Photoshop. Kendrick Lamar. We're not. <laughs> we're, this isn't about gussying you up. Yeah. Why don't you fix it first before asking anybody else? <laughs> I'm to trying fix it my best. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to fix it. But it's if you couldn't tell, it's going to be a long process. Hmm. But you don't think it looks amazing? Like, and are you an NASCAR guy? Not a NASCAR guy. Um, I do like to drive fast, though, so that kind of is the same. But I think it's cool. I, the bobblehead's always fun. And to have a special theme one this time, is, it is cool. Is anybody uh, on the team a NASCAR guy? Tony D'Angelo has NASCAR energy. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think anyone – not that I can think of. I mean – I feel like Burnsy might be a NASCAR guy, mm. like low key, but I think that, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't sense. He seems, he seems more of like a, like a chariot racing, like with horses <laughs> more than NASCAR. <laughs> Just get him on a horse or something. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm always curious with the Rod Brindamore experience. Like, what's the most scared you've ever been playing for Rod Brindamore? There's a few. There's, there's a couple. I mean, I think uh, I've talked about it before. He's just got this wicked stare. 
that kind of stares right through you, burns a hole in you. I don't like it. Um, I felt it a few times this year. I mean, he's he's obviously he's huge into faceoffs. I was kind of like he was a great faceoff player, so I've been taking faceoffs. And there's a few games I've gotten just absolutely dummied and snap back on and I can feel coming back to the bench him just kind of burning a hole through me with his eyes but uh I mean for the most part it's okay except for the except for the stare uh you you told a story one time about like Brendan Moore saying just like don't lose cleanly and yeah. everything's gonna be okay and then you, I think you said like on like one shift or something, Leon Dreisaitl just fucking like murdered you three times yeah. in a row. You just wanted to quit hockey. Yeah, I wanted to go back to the dressing room and take a mental reset there. I needed I needed a little break. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Um, I, a lot of guys want to have like the best hands in the league. You, you have the best eyebrows in the league. What's that like? It's fun. It's hard to maintain these things. Obviously, they're a big part of my face. I try to take the attention away from my teeth, so the eyebrows are a good uh, good bonus. Do you do anything for them? Because I, I've also got thick eyebrows, and like I would say, like every third haircut, the hairdresser will be like, "Hey, want me to do a little something here?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Hey, like don't ask, don't tell." Don't exactly. Ask. You keep that one low key. You get them trimmed up a little bit. It'll a little pluck. Well, I don't like the plucking. Plucking hurts, but the little shave never. Well, never yeah. Hurts. So they do like the. Is it like they they go like backwards with the razor, that sort of thing? I get the old school like uh, one blade metal thing oh. right across like that. Yeah. Hell yeah! Why'd you pick the number twenty four? I was a big basketball fan growing up. I liked Kobe Bryant a lot, so I couldn't wear. I used to wear number four, and I got to junior, and I couldn't really wear it anymore. So I uh, rotated twenty four. So if you're a Kobe guy, you're probably also a Tatum guy who is the biggest Kobe guy because you're a Duke guy, right? There, Now you're connecting the dots a little mm. bit. That's nice. Yeah, there you go. This is a smart podcast, man. <laughs> we're, we're extremely bright. We don't fuck around at all. I can tell. As a Duke fan, uh, uh, how do you like the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Yankees as well? <laughs> That's that's foul. I take a lot of heat for being a Duke fan, but uh, no way am I a Cowboys or Yankees fan. I don't even like baseball. Cal, I like the Giants in the NFL, sadly, so that hurts. But Duke uh, Duke basketball has my heart, but NC State football is uh, is my pride. Uh, you're you're in the final year of your entry level contract. Uh, how much money do you want? That's a good question, actually. Um, I'm not this sure. This is actually your I'm arbitration not, hearing. Yeah. Is this, is this no, what arbitration is like? Do you need one more year to, to be arbitration eligible? I think I need a lot more years. I don't know how that works. Mm, me either. You so, should yeah. represent yourself. We this have that common. Yeah, start. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, how much money like exactly? Like to the dollar? And years, yeah. Um, I like it here, so I like to stay for a long time. Uh, dollar amount? Not sure. I uh, still trying to figure that one out with uh, with my agent and and the team. Well, we can help. Uh, do you ever get into like the thing of like comps? What do you? What does that even mean? Like like when a player's up for a contract, they'll like look at recent contracts signed Whoa, by other players at similar gotcha. positions, like things that they have in common. I ran some some comps for you. Uh, the, the closest comp probably is Seth Jones because it's nice. a very similar name. He makes nine and a half million dollars a year, which is really good. How about that? Yeah. Well, you, I think fishy 
on our team doesn't even make that much money. So I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see myself making making that my next contract. You're, uh, that's you're, your comp. Yeah, that's it's your just, comp. Like it's just business. Bring it to the table. You want to send that to the owner, the GM here? We can do that. That'd be fantastic. But we'll, we'll, we'll sit in for you. We'll be your new representatives. You're awesome. a uh, you're a right you're a right handed center, right? Yeah, I can switch to D if they need me to. Right handed mm. D are valuable in this league. Well, I mean, the right-handed center thing is good because so is Nathan McKinnon, and he makes uh, $12.6 million a year. Mm-hmm. Jack Eichel is one as well. He makes $10 million a year. Uh, I, I ran your face through one of those celebrity lookalike things, and it says you look like LaMelo Ball. He makes $10.9 million a year. I can see the similarities. Your comps are good, dude. Comps are great. Sounds like you're going to be rich pretty soon. Seriously. You uh, said before we got recording on here that you've seen Pete on Twitter before, which is wild because he's never on there. Um, what was your read on him as a Twitter user? Like, what's your experience following him? And also, what is the buzz about Pete among NHL players? I assume that there's a frequent conversation there. Uh, surprisingly not. Uh, Pete doesn't really get brought up in many conversations around the dressing room. Um, I don't know why. He's a great follow. On Twitter, I don't follow him, but of people <laughs> nice. Um, could like, theoretically could be a great follow. Theoretically, for a fan, could be a fun follow. For a player, maybe not. I don't really know. All I know is I've seen his uh, his thing come up on my Twitter feed a few times. Uh, I don't remember what. I have a terrible memory. I don't. Uh, Probably I don't fighting with Hurricanes fans. Yeah, honestly, it's okay. <laughs> we we need a little tension in the fan base sometimes on Twitter. It's fun, but uh, yeah, he's. Uh, he's Anytime I get like in the mix with Hurricanes fans, I, I know that I have like an easy get out of jail free card. I just say something bad about Eric Halla, and then they, I'm right back on their side. So, <laughs> and everyone's happy again. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you you said that you weren't psyched about the look of your bobblehead. If you had like a custom bobblehead for any sort of theme, what would the theme be? Oh, jeez, I think custom theme so if they did like so like this was like a nascar night is your bobblehead if they did like a blank night oh the seth jarvis fall a bobblehead what kind of night are we having i actually just gotta ask this um so earlier i said school of rock because i watched that night before the game huge (laughs) fan of jack black um more thinking into it now i came up with monsters inc I I like Monsters Inc. a lot. I think it's a great series, great movie, Monsters University as well. So I think that'd be a cool like theme night. Just see everyone dressed up in those costumes, and I think it'd be it'd be fun. Are you like a Mike Wazowski? Are you a Are you a Boo? Who 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 are you in that? Sully? Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah! Oh, my question is that Sully is the best. Uh, yeah. you like uh, is like Monsters Inc. a part of your childhood, or is this like a recent development for you that you just oh, this, like recently this got is into? Childhood, teenage life, okay. adult life—it's followed me since I was about seven. You ever see Monsters vs. Aliens? Yes, that's a that's fucking odd, that one's like kind of slept on. Mm-hmm. That's a really good movie. People don't give it enough credit. It was. It was also like at the height of. Uh, like Seth Rogen stoner stuff and the fact that he did that movie and they were like do exactly what you do in all these stoner movies too so he's just like a blob who just goes like (laughs) the whole time and it works so fucking well for a kid's movie I wish I were a kid when that came out 
Oh, unbelievable. I've watched it. I've watched it many times over. What's uh, what are your favorite non-children's monster movies or just any what? movie? What are your favorite oh, movies? Favorite movies. Um, I watched Training Day the other day. I thought it was really good. That's kind of out of my genre. I usually don't go into serious kind of movies like that. I stick in the stupid, almost like Seth Rogen stoner movies. Um, Pineapple Express is a fun one. Um, this is the end is a fun one. Now I'm just rattling oh, off yes. Seth Rogen movies, but those those three are the first three that kind of come to mind. Do you uh, do you know Jay Baruchel? Yes, I love Jay Baruchel. He's Same. a he's a big hockey guy. That's what I yeah because he was in was he in Goon was it Goon that he was in yeah he, he directed yeah. Like, Goon. directed and wrote the second one I want to yeah. say okay yeah no yeah he's awesome he's a huge hockey guy and he is incredible in this is the end my and Pete's like favorite movie scene is in this is the end when everybody's falling in the hole and <laughs> David Crumholtz is like I'm gonna give you all my weight and you're gonna be able to support me right and there's this big buildup to like don't let go you can't let go and it's this big build up to like what's going to be this dramatic thing. And as soon as their hands touch, he just lets go and he falls. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you as somebody from Winnipeg, I feel like Winnipeg is the most, I don't want to say like hated on city in the NHL landscape, but it gets a lot of hate and mm -hmm. gets made fun of a lot. Do you think it's a deserved reputation or is it not as bad as everybody makes it out to be as somebody from there? Well, like, it's hard because when you visit there for, like, one or two days a year and, like, when we go there, it's awful because it's, like, the middle of winter. So it's it's bad. I get it. You go there for, like, a day or two. There's nothing really to do. Like, there's not, there's not a lot going on. But you live there. It's all right. Like, in the summer, beautiful place to live. Unbelievable. They took, took control of the mosquitoes. So now you can kind of go outside and not get bothered. Winter, it's a little tough. But I think – you got to experience, like, you can't just be there for a day or two because then you're going to hate it. Everyone hates it. I get it. But if you live there a little bit longer, stick it out. You'll be all right. I'm, I'm more curious about this mosquito problem that you, like, were they just running the city for a while? And Dude, these things how did were they like deal with them? These things were massive everywhere. Oh. You couldn't, like, you hit in the rough in a golf course, you're getting abused. And so they started, like, spraying a ton and kind of took control of it so now it's not bad at all i mean like if it's a little bit of a little bit of wind you won't even notice them uh sometimes they can they can find you but for the most part they've been really good lately the winnipeg thing is cool because i think you're the only player like in the nhl who we knew which team you were on before you did because you were the remote draft and your service at your house sucked so you learned it from the stream and your stream was delayed right oh i learned it from the tv like beside me with all my buddies like 15 seconds after i got drafted like it was a whole mess <laughs> is there any is there any guilt on your part for feeding into the narrative that winnipeg doesn't have wi-fi i know that i didn't so i didn't know that was a narrative and then i seen it like the day of the draft like some some came off my twitter about it and then all of a sudden, my my, my, my Wi-Fi wi -Fi cuts out, and my brother goes to me. Is like, this isn't good. I was like, why? He's like, well, everyone thinks Winnipeg doesn't have Wi-Fi. I'm like, fuck, like, we have McDonald's Wi-Fi at my house, so it's it's awful. You said McDonald's Wi-Fi? It may as well be. Yeah, you, it's brutal. That's incredible. I also like that. Like that ends up being 
like a source of shame where you're like, I'm an NHL player, dream accomplished. However, I have done irreversible damage <laughs> to, my, to my home. They now yeah. think we don't have Wi-Fi. Exactly. And now everyone thinks we have an igloos. Yeah, it's terrible. It will take years to recover from this. <laughs> Instead of a proud moment for the city and one of its children, they now have disowned you for furthering this narrative. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys have an airport? Because that's the other big knock against Winnipeg is they don't have an airport, apparently. Beautiful airport. Uh, it's uh, It's got a Tim Hortons in it. So, I mean, what more do you want? Uh, what, what, what do you do for uh, Timbits? What's your favorite... But we were we were at there at the Columbus location recently. We were going bonkers on them birthday cake ones. Birthday cake ones are really good. Uh, you can't go wrong with chocolate. The original glazed ones I think are uh, underrated. I think people don't pick them enough. They're they're delicious. Uh, I think anything other than the coffee ones, the just dry brown ones, I think you're laughing. What do, what do you do? What do they have in Carolina? Are they is that like? dunks area or is it just like starbucks everywhere or what i have no idea what is it brownie starbucks, starbucks? i don't Damn. drink coffee so i have no idea you don't drink I, coffee like at all no uh, no that is that's interesting because now you go from like the funny guy in the nhl to like somehow you come off as more enlightened when it's like you have a sense of humor and also you dr don't drink coffee like you're, you're like striking me as a scientist now whereas before you're just like uh like the, the the fun guy on the team how did you never drink coffee i want is it a fear thing like i feel like you make fun of yourself for being annoying a lot or is there a fear for like if i drink coffee and i get uh, more caffeinated i'm gonna be unbearable for everybody else around me i'm already unbearable so it can't get much worse but I hammer Red Bull like it's my day job, so it's. I think that kind of cancels it out. I don't really feel the need to drink coffee. I don't like the taste. I'm kind of a coward, so I don't. Uh, I don't. I can't stand the taste of it. And whatever, oh, whatever. see, interesting. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm generally like crashing into the walls anyway. So like, I've never tried cocaine before because I'm like imagining that. Have you? I've like no, already. Don't answer that. <laughs> what are your <laughs> habits? No, like I've already got some. Like, unfortunately, I've got like some light cocaine energy anyway, so I just don't see the need. So, like with coffee, it's like uh, I don't really need. I mean, Red Bull is Red Bull's no joke. Red Bull might be worse for you, in all honesty, but it has to be. Yeah, hundred percent. It's alright. And bef fault. before the games, right? Like I know before the games. Uh, when I was first like around NHL stuff, I was shocked to see that like players were loading up and like pounding hot coffee before they'd go on the ice. I thought that was insane. I'd like, be afraid that I shit my pants. See, Fishy drinks hot coffee like right before the game, and I can probably count. Uh, I probably need three hands to count how many times I've knocked it over because I sit next to him and he gets mad at me every time. <laughs> but I'm like, who drinks? Like he's drinking hot coffee. Like we're going out for warmups in like ten minutes. He's hammering hot coffee, which I'll never understand. I think it's crazy too. But it, just seeing stuff like that makes me wonder what he's doing. I did. Uh, I did hot coffee before spin class one time. You know what happened? After Puke? 20 minutes, I stopped. My stomach hurt. It was kind of like, <laughs> that's, that's how do you fucking play yeah, I have no in idea. the NHL? Which is, I mean, God, that sounds. I love coffee, but it's like sludge. It's hot sludge, and, and you have to shit 20 minutes after drinking a cup of coffee. And like hockey is exhaust yourself as quickly as possible. Like, there's a reason your shifts are like fucking 45 seconds long. Like, you go as hard as you possibly can 
then rest for a little bit, then do it again. Like that sounds, I don't understand. Do you do Red Bull before you go out there? Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of Red Bull. Hell are yeah. you are you like a like my body is a temple kind of guy because that doesn't seem like a Red Bull smashing Red Bulls. Yeah, would, Red Bull and would Timbits. Lend to that. A... <laughs> yeah, you don't strike my me as like a Nathan McKinnon, no sugar yeah. in this locker room kind of guy. Yeah, no, I, uh, I my body is more of a garbage can. I crush <laughs> Red Bull. I've recently got on a little peanut M and M kick uh, during the game, so I get a couple in my my little cup uh, in between periods to to snack on, but. I, uh, it's been working so far. I've been working on my nutrition, but I can only do so much. Do you, uh, do you ever do peanut butter M&Ms? Oh, I've tried every M&M in the book right now. I'm locked in on caramel M&Ms, but yeah, peanut butter M&Ms are really good. Uh, I don't know you, who, I don't know who the NHL player is that is, that's going to bring back cigarettes like in the locker room. But like, I miss that era of the NHL and I feel like you would be a good candidate to be the cigarette guy in the league. <laughs> that would be a tough one to sell, I think. But I mean, stand on no business, crap, right? Just bring it back. Yeah. Mm. How can you know until you try it? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it works. Maybe it's kind of magical. I don't know. I mean, how that would be wild because there's like so many themed days and nights and everything. What if they did like '70s night for the the, the Carolina Hurricanes doing '70s night would be the best because they didn't fucking exist. Whalers and, uniforms and cigarettes. Yeah, Let's whalers go. uniforms. And the media walks in. They're like, "Okay, the room's open. Every player is available." They're like, "What? Amazing!" And you're just all sitting there, like <laughs> drinking, smoking cigarettes. I feel like everybody gets mad at you guys when you wear the whalers uniform. So that would be a great way to win people over and get it back on your side. Be like, we're bringing back the Whalers uniforms, but also cigarettes. Lean and booze. into it. Do it. Do it. No half measures, Walter. Do the whole thing. Cigarettes. <laughs> Just dive off the deep end. Yeah, cigarettes and beer in the locker room after that might be a that might be a good selling point. Okay, well that's the clip. Uh, we uh, we do you ever hear Wayne Gretzky talk about like my favorite part of the TNT broadcast is like they'll have their conversation. And they'll like break down the game. Biz will tell a funny joke and they'll be like, hey, Wayne, you ever eat pizza during games? And Wayne's like, buddy, yeah, I got a hundred <laughs> stories about how I would eat pizza during the game. And I know that like especially like playoff overtime shit, like you go in the room after and there's just like dead peanut butter and jellies and pizza all over the place. Is the eating kind of curbed a little bit during games these days or are you guys just fucking going full Gretzky? Uh, it's kind of curved. I think that, yeah, it's not quite full Gretzky, but like we played that four overtime game last year against Florida. And by like that second or third, there was box of pizza. Like you said, peanut butter jellies everywhere. Like you're eating anything you get your hands on. So by the, by that time, it kind of all hell breaks loose and you can kind of eat whatever, but it's, uh, they, they try to keep it, uh, healthy-ish. You ever get self-conscious of your body playing around Rod Brindamore? I'm self-conscious of my body every day. Yeah, I just walk away. <laughs> I feel awful about myself. I love that for you. <laughs> but but, but, no, but Rod, Rod's not like giving it to you guys, right? Like he's not like, hey, if my 80-year-old ass can do it, you can do it. Now get out there and win a fucking face-off against Leon Dreisaitl. You said on another podcast that they set like the, the training standards for the Hurricanes around what Rod Brindamore can do in the gym. And that seems extremely unfair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I... 
I'm pretty sure. I'm like 98% sure. That is what it is. It's what it's what he can do. And so it's crazy because the training with the like the pre-camp stuff we do is hard and like really, really tough. And so the fact that he can still do it and, and pass it is incredible. And the fact that I struggle with it makes me take a long look in the mirror. But uh, I did good this year. If uh, if you if you didn't play hockey, would you work out? I'd be a construction worker, so that would be my work. Oh it's hell cigarettes. yeah! Cigarettes, yeah, like, dude. It seems like you really want to smoke cigarettes. if Brownie can hear, Brownie, get get our guy some cigarettes, please. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be my workout. Be moving concrete, breaking stuff. I don't know why. Why construction worker? Because uh, believe it or not, I wasn't great in school. I wasn't fantastic, so. It was uh, it was never really a passion of mine, and I always was kind of intrigued by like the big trucks as a little kid, like the construction trucks and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of always there in the back of my head. Do you, were you uh, were you the kind of bad student that teachers liked or really disliked? No, because I wasn't even like it wasn't like everyone liked me because like I tried, I tried my best, like I tried hard. It was just a matter of it wasn't there. There was no hope <laughs> for me. The effort was there, though. Like, I would be grinding. I'd be doing all the homework, and it just never panned out. That's a pretty good testament to your personality, though, because there are the kids that don't that know that it's not there, and they just become shitheads about it, and they make the teacher's life a, a living hell. So, like, good on you for realizing it's not there, but you're still going to try. Well, my parents were both teachers, so they would have absolutely oh, killed no. me if I gave any teacher a hard time. So I was, I was at the front of the class like this. And then still fail most tests, but give a good effort. Does that uh, give you appreciation maybe for like teammates who are like hard workers that aren't, I mean, like you're like a high skill guy, uh, high draft pick, or does it give you uh, an appreciation or understanding of like players who maybe aren't the best, but are putting in the work? Oh, hundred percent. I think he's like some of the, some of the, like people don't understand how skilled NHL players are like they're chirping like I'm sure Pete's coming after the 13th forward and the fourth liners that can't score all the time hey, but uh, don't put words in my mouth I've never said <laughs> I've that seen thing. Your Twitter. I know what you do but <laughs> uh but like it, it's incredible how skilled everybody is but yeah like some guys like everyone works hard to get to this point you have to work extremely hard but some of the guys that really grind and to stay in the league and, and stay relevant it, it's it's super impressive what they do who would you most like to see Pete send a tweet about? Oh, there's a few. Like, what kind of tweet? Like, are you coming after them, like, attacking them? Yeah, no, just no, like. I don't attack guys anymore, but like I will those, if like, you want me to. Tweet. No, no, like, just, yeah, yeah, one of those just, like, mm, I'm Pete kind of tweets. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be a fun. I want, see, my heart says Tony because he might clap back at you, and that'd be funny. But um, Oh, good, finally, a tweet sent about Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, uh, there's no one has ever sent a tweet about that guy before. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh, I don't know. Uh, Burns would be a fun one just because he would probably find out about it and then chirp you behind your back. Or he would kill me. Like, I, yeah, I can't say anything. But that man owns guns and he is scary. Exactly. I'm not sending tweets about Brent Burns. Exactly. You can't convince me to do that. <laughs> Here's a question. Uh, as somebody who likes to talk a lot, you say that you're self-proclaimed kind of annoying and not that smart. Have you considered starting a podcast? 
because you're checking all the boxes. Is that what? Is that the requirements I need? Those pretty yeah. much. You all, but you you need to be on white like that. guy. Stupid <laughs> thinks that he's funny and has has opinions. You got to be on the Dunning Kruger scale though of the thing of like you're not smart, but you're pretty sure you're very smart. You got to have that false confidence going as well. And I don't think you have that. You strike me as like, do you know who John Feidelberg is? I wish. He's the best. Uh, but he's like a very funny person and a bright person who just fucking hates himself so much. Uh, you got to give me, I don't think you hate yourself, but I think you're like, I'm not, I'm whatever. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Your face, but I don't think you hate yourself. We, we might need to hit the replay. No, I fucking like, told you that. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I, I would say it's been great talking to you and like, it's not by it's see at the all-star game. Yep. I hope you guys have fun there. I'll be in Mexico, probably on a beach somewhere. We'll see about that. Toronto has beaches. It'll be fine. Wow. You could... <laughs> oh. Hey, Pete, send a tweet about Tony D'Angelo. I don't fucking want you to send a tweet about Tony D'Angelo. I don't either. I, I, I just he said he'll clap back at me. But did I say this on the on the? No, interview? he said that Brent Burns would clap back at no, you. No, I think he said that that Tony would would try to clap back at me too. My question would just be, would it be from his account or the other one? Uh, Tony D'Angelo wouldn't be allowed to clap back at you. He's in like a Hannibal Lecter like <laughs> yeah. social media like don't fight. And I haven't I haven't heard Tony D'Angelo say or do anything in years mm -hmm. so for all i know he is like a w wonderful citizen etc etc <laughs> we don't need tony d'angelo posts from him about him anything the heat will always be too hot horrible fucking answer <laughs> <laughs> horrible answer uh speaking of of like you staying away from your phones we never talked about the lauco uh intermission tweet uh the intermission yeah. like that uh that he, he told me recently, he was like, I'm staying far away from my phone in the locker room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so uh, he's like, I'm staying so far away from my phone now. So he told a reporter that it wasn't him and that somebody sent it from his phone. I, like, I, I'm just telling you human beings factually, we're not reporting anything. He obviously did that because players are on their phone during games. And I know that like you're not supposed to be. And if you do it, I'm positive this happened. You fucking get yelled at by yeah, oh, yeah. the team. And it's a, so like we can just like take it as fact. This is what happened. And if we're going to get sued for libel or whatever, <laughs> sorry, Jacob, you were fucking on your You're phone. Liar. I, like, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you for it. I, right. Whenever that happens and it does happen from time to time, I'm like, uh, because people do it. I, I Anybody from Boston knows like Pablo people Sandoval. Definitely do it. <laughs> Pablo uh, Sandoval in the dugout while taking a shit just fucking uh going through and like commenting on girls Instagrams or something. Statute of limitations. Carey Price and Tim Thomas got in a fight one time and Tim Thomas got the shit kicked out of him by Carey Price. And after the game, was talking to him about it and he was like, "Oh yeah, like my I, my family was giving me a lot of shit for that." And I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do though?" And then he grabbed me a few minutes later and was like, hey, uh, sorry, uh, I told you that my family was giving me guff for it. Can uh, you not like tweet that or report that or anything? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Why? And he was like, uh, I just like if you wouldn't mind. And I was like, yeah. And then like a couple minutes later, I was like, oh. 
his family isn't in the fucking <laughs> locker room. Yeah. And if he says right after the game, like, oh, yeah, I was getting a lot of shit for that. He, sometimes players check their phones. Right. Which, again, like, you're not supposed to. I don't check my phone during the fucking show. And right. I kind of take opportunities to not check my phone. But the, players do it. It happens. Chad said, yeah, Olmark had a retweet during an intermission earlier this year. Yeah, but that was also – I sent that to you. But I, that was also like a – like a branded sort of retweet. And mm. so I don't, that one could, would make sense if it was from like his team mm. or whatever. And Laco's always just on, on fucking Twitter all the time. So. I don't believe, so you told me actually, uh, I saw a Lauco tweet from like a week ago that I thought was really funny. And I sent it to you and you were like, oh, I ghost wrote that for <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, like you sent him something and you're like, you should say this. And I thought it was so funny because his phrasing was very, English first language slang. We'll say he came up with like that phrasing. Oh, really? Yeah, like it was it, 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 like the same idea of what I said. You got to tweet this, oh. uh, but he he came up with like the uh, what was it? Uh, she's just like she's me just, for real. She's just like me for real. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's the best. I love that guy. We're gonna get him at some point. I have to talk about the All Star replacements because uh, Connor Bedard and Jack Eichel will not play in the All Star game. We'll quickly address. There was an erroneous report, a misunderstanding of a Luke Richardson quote. Connor Bedard's timetable has not been extended for how much time he's going to miss. He was saying that he is still in a... Is it Eichel or is it Hughes? That isn't going? Yeah. I thought, oh, it, it's, I thought it was it's Hughes. Hughes. He's oh, replacing it's, Hughes. Yeah. Jack Hughes. Why did I... Wait, I, I saw something about... Was Eichel even selected? Because Eichel's not playing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. I, 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 I googled all-star replacements and uh, TSN said... Uh, that uh, the replacements are for Connor Bedard of the Blackhawks and Jack Eichel of the uh, Golden Knights. Let me see. Yeah, it's for Eichel. I was not confident in that, though, so oh, I, really? I appreciate you guys checking me. Well, on I mean, the, well, I knew he wasn't going to play, but when you said Hughes, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the Hughes news that came out recently, too. Well, Hughes is not supposed to skate before yeah. the All-Star break, and so it doesn't seem like... Uh, there's positive, super positive news. But he news still has to go for the grab ass. That's what I was going to say. Like, is he still going? Uh, and I'm assuming that he is because he's a captain and his brother and his family's there. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we are going to weigh in on the injury replacements because uh, Bedard and Eichel will not play. Again, the Luke Richardson thing, if you saw a quote about how he's going to be out longer, that's not what Luke Richardson said. It was a misunderstanding. It, we've seen him skating and everything. It looks like Bedard won't be out uh much longer than was initially expected. Anyway, uh, the injury replacements are Kyle Connor and Vincent Trocek. Uh, I took issue with the fact that replacements were sent and they were not Zach Hyman. Uh, Sean had a good theory as to why Connor would be involved, which is that Jets are not going anywhere. This is a team that we could see playing deep into the postseason. So it always helps to get a little more name and brand recognition out there. It's a great point. But let's go through. I'm going to pull up three players. Okay. okay. And just to show who's deserving. And we'll guess who's who. All okay. right. Yeah. Uh, Sean, could you give me player one? All right. So player one has 15 goals. 29 assists and 44 points. Not bad. Player two, please. 18 goals, 11 assists in 20 and 29 points in 29 I know who that games. one is. Don't guess. Okay. okay. And you could also kind of tell from the silhouette. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask, are these actual silhouettes? But now I know that they uh, are. I don't th think so, Sean. Give me player three now. 
Okay, player three has uh, <laughs> 28 goals, 17 assists, and 45 points in 41 games. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess as to who these players are? Yeah, player one is uh, Vincent Trocek. Give player, it to me, Sean. Yeah. Player two is Kyle Connor. Yep. And player three, a wild guess here, I think it's Zach Hyman. Player three is Zach Hyman. Yeah. It's a good thing that we revealed the silhouette. Honestly, the silhouette's pretty good. The uh, the the Kyle Connor silhouette, very funny. I always say that Kyle Connor looks like a bird. And I think that that kind of looks like a bird. I always say that Kyle Connor, said it before the show, looks the least like his name of any <laughs> human being in the world. Boof Bonzer, former MLB pitcher Boof Bonzer, looks more like a Boof Bonzer than Kyle Connor looks like a Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor got a lot of neck. I've a said, lot I of was going to say, right very Tyler Myers-esque. Yes, neck. yes. All neck team. I, I've also said Kyle Connor should look exactly like Zach Wierenski. That is what I would... I hear the name Kyle Connor, and I think of that. Not too big, not too small, dark features... That's not a Kyle Connor to me. And also, most importantly, that is not an all-star to me. I think Zach Hyman is clearly more deserving than the other two. I get Rangers, get another Ranger there. Yeah. I'm happy for Vincent Trocek. That yeah. fucking rocks. I'm, I, I happy mean, I'm happy for, for Kyle Connor. I'm happy for both of them. Like they're, they're both really good players. Kyle Connor was more surprising to me just because he missed a bunch of time. He's only played 29 games. Knee injury. So like a point per game, 18 goals in 29 games. Really strong, like very deserving. He's been awesome this year, but it's just surprising giving the body a work. Also, Kyle Connor looks extremely European. He does. He's got, uh, he looks a little more Swedish than he yeah. probably is. Uh, Oilers are going for their 14th straight tonight. They host the Blue Jackets, who won 16 straight in 2016 17. Blue Jackets have the second longest all time win streak. The 1992 93 Penguins have 17, as we have noted many a time. Oilers remaining schedule, home against Blue Jackets, home against Hawks, home against Predators. Then they hit the all-star break, come back, can tie the record against the Golden Knights, and then break the record against the Ducks. I still think it's hilarious that we just have that also memorized. Yeah. But uh, do they do it tonight? Do they extend it to 14? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I can't see it happening here. I, I, my bigger question is, what is if what game do they feel the most pressure? Is it the next two games against two of the worst teams in the league? Is it... Uh, the, the, the Nashville game heading into the break, is it to tie against Vegas or is it to win? Like, the, where do they feel the most pressure? Cause I feel like it's gotta be in the next two games, right? Yeah, right. No, it's <laughs> yeah. in this stretch. Yeah. It's for sure in this stretch. I'd say the most pressure probably, uh, will be, I mean, well, a tonight you could have your Corey Perry debut. I don't know if that's actually coming, but whenever Corey Perry makes his debut, that's going to be. There's pressure there because you're like, we don't want to be the fucking team that was super hot, then signed Corey Perry when people were like, don't do that, and then lost to a bad team. So you don't want to do that. And then also you don't want to go into the break when you're on this amazing run and do an oiler thing of maybe letting your foot off the gas early and you lose to the Predators. I don't think that there is any pressure or not like a ton of pressure on them in the Golden Knights game. I'm going to put that on them for sure. It's going to mean the world to me. Ducks game will be interesting because the Ducks are extremely, what's the word that we used for them? Galvanized? Nope. Other word that we used early in the podcast. They're disruptors. Okay, yeah. Okay. The Ducks very much like shaking shit up. When's and I could the Ducks see game? The Ducks game is the Thursday of uh, the week after All-Star break. So that's like to, to, to set the record. To set the record two okay. days after the Golden Knights okay. game. And 
honestly, I think we'll go to that. If that game means something, do you want to say we go to that game? If if they have a chance to break the record, we go. We go. I think so too. Sean, uh, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, oh. I was just going to say that Chris Knobloch said that they're targeting Saturday's game against the Preds as Perry's debut. So. Damn, that would have rocked if he did, if he uh, made his debut against the Blackhawks. I don't like that because the stupid shit, again, yeah, the wrong made-up been... shit is going to uh, pop up. I don't like that. Also, uh, when do you give Calvin Pickard a game? Do you do it tonight? I was thinking that actually tonight might be a Pickard game. Blackhawks, probably. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think the person who's feeling the most pressure here is got to be Corey Perry because no matter what happens, if they fault. don't, if they don't set the record, it's his fault. Yeah. No matter what happens, whether it's the first game, if whether it's tonight, whether it's like the the Blackhawks game, whether it's his first game, the debut uh, against Nashville, like they have to win all these games or else it's Corey Perry's fault. I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. Um, we gotta do like ten seconds on the the chain because it's a curse. Three straight teams have immediately surrendered it. The Penguins, Kraken, and Golden Knights. Uh, you, you wrote that the money pool has now shrunk to $4.21. You won't believe this. I don't understand any of the money stuff. I'm just leaving that to you. I told you, every every game that the Chaos Chain holder uh, plays, I bet $20 on the money line for them. Three teams have straight up lost their first game without winning me any money. So I have lost $60 in this most recent After stretch. the Kraken had made you a bunch it, of after money. After the Kraken had made you a bunch of money. So now the money pool is down to $4.21. The Devils hold the chain, which uh, pretty surprising. The Devils are absolutely decimated by injuries right now. But they came back. They beat the Golden Knights last night. And as a result, Tom Fitzgerald... One day with the chaos chain gets an extension, gets a promotion. He is now the uh, president of hockey ops in chain, New Jersey. Chain pays so, dividends. Yeah. So yeah. the the chaos chain has been real, real uh, intriguing and interesting because you've seen uh, the first team that held it held it forever. And then nobody has held it for more than one game beyond that. So. One thing that uh, we're working on, I don't know how we're going to do it. I really want somehow the, for the chain to be up for grabs during the All-Star game because uh, I like the idea of us accidentally losing the chain in Toronto and then be like, fuck, the red team has it. How do we uh, like how can we get the how can how the Blues end up having it? So, so we're going to think of some uh, fun, very clean stipulations that could involve that. Let's do some quick wheels. All right. Spin that wheel for Dave. Let's go Dave first. Spin it. Oh, the Calgary Flames. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, the Calgary Flames. Uh, the Flames are one of the teams that I accuse of having a backpassing problem. So work on it, you assholes. Stop doing that. You could have won on Saturday. Also but you the kept home t hometown team of Tate McRae. That's right. People forget. Uh, oh, uh, Tate McRae's people responded and said, uh, no, you can't talk to her during the All-Star break. And I essentially sent an email back saying I was not asking. <laughs> I was saying I was uh, we're setting a, a time to do it. Uh, if you are, if you listen to the show, please start the Tate McRae has to go on what chaos All-Star campaign. Yes, that's more important than anything. Spin that wheel, Pete. Let's see. We've got the New York oh, Rangers. Got a in your pants. The New York Rangers are owned by a man who sucks ass and is a, a friend of Harvey Weinstein's. Man, that's a shame. Okay, bye. All right, Sean, Sean, Sean for you. Been. Oh. 
But you tell you, watch it because they they're playing the oils Oilers tonight. I almost wore a blue jackets thing today, and then I was like, nah, fuck. I that. actually yeah. did consider wearing my my blue jackets jersey as well. I mean, I feel like anytime the blue jackets get brought up, it's time for me to peddle my my cannon propaganda. The cannon is just is one of the most slept on jerseys in hockey. It's beautiful, and it should be their full time logo. I don't buy the the faux back. Uh, uh, hate? Uh, hate that some people like to pedal. Um, I just think it's it's beautiful. I just I don't know uh, the 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 Columbus Blue Jackets now have like established a pretty large place in my heart. They have they've done nothing to upset me, and so and I loved the experience we had. So I'm like generally rooting for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know you want to know how I no, I know you're not a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. You just said the Columbus Blue Jackets have done nothing to upset me. That's the biggest sign that you're not a Columbus Blue Jackets I've fan. I've never been upset with them other than, like, I for sure did a Jerry Seinfeld, what the fuck are you doing, you stupid little piece of shit to Johnny Gaudreau when he <laughs> well, was on I, pizza duty. But. I mean, they've done nothing to upset me in the sense that, like, they've done nothing to uh, upset the Buffalo Sabres seriously. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I've talked about the Senators and the Stars who I have problems with because they have directly hurt the Buffalo Sabres in the past. Uh, the Blue Jackets, like, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, you got to hate Pascal Vincent at this point. You got to just, like, absolutely want that guy so far away from your team. Not a real coach. Hmm. Uh, somebody said, Sean, that jacket is way more sick than the Blue Jackets jersey. I thought I was pretty sure that uh, this uh, jacket would be the winner today, and then I saw Sean kick my ass. I got, as you said before, my jacket game. I had to step up my jacket game big time moving here, so I've got a couple of decent jackets. That's you got great. A lot of good jackets. Well, you're killing it, buddy. Okay. Uh, go Oilers. They are going for 14 straight tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow. Toodles.